this episode was a lot of fun. We kind of threw it together last minute, so it might not be the most organized, but all in all, it was a lot of fun to record, so I hope you guys enjoy it. If you want to support the podcast, there's a lot of ways you can do that without spending a cent. If you just take a moment to follow us on social media, tell your friends about it, maybe reach out on email at treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Any of those things would be awesome. It goes a long ways toward helping us do this, just getting the word out. With that, hope you enjoy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. We had it all planned out, and that plan just fell apart. Sometimes you just gotta shoot from the hip. When things change and your plan doesn't work out like you first imagined, what do you do? Say better luck next time. Take your ball and go home. Nope, not at the Tree Thinking Podcast. We hit record and see what happens next. We try a last-minute Climber's Corner random show. And I have a feeling it won't be our last. On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, we get into the future of tree climbing equipment, splicing, and some of our favorite pieces of climbing gear, and much, much more on our first last-minute Climber's Corner Random Show. All right. Well, we had a uh, an episode planned. Things fell through. Things went off plan. But you know what? That happens sometimes. We've all been on a tree job where all of a sudden the bid changes or something goes down and you just have to come up with a new plan. So that's what we're doing. We're going to have a, uh, a random, random show. And so, uh, real quick, we'll go around introductions. I'm Andrew. Hey, it's Jamie and Corey. All right. And we are, uh, yeah, we're just going to have fun with this. And, uh, this is our random episode. Yeah. So what, what should we get into? We, uh, we can go gear tips. We can do, Climbing tricks, we got it. This could be a, an episode of... Hey, get in the corner. Yeah, the Climber's Corner. This is the Tree Thinking Climber's Corner. Right. So we could do a little Climber's Corner. Let's, yeah, let's do some Climber's what, Corner. What do we got? What do we got on the Climber's Corner this week? Um, anyone have any cool climbing stories from the week? I guess start there. Oh, yeah. Any cool jobs? Uh, so last week... Oh, yes. I... I peaked as an arborist. Like I, <laughs> I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna match this high right now that I'm, I'm currently riding. There was, uh, so I was doing a sweet gum removal, and um, it was in a backyard, and um, the, the one of the houses that was um, on the backside of this backyard had a little kid running around with a balloon. Right, kid let go of the balloon, 
I, I didn't see it at all. Like, I didn't see the kid let go of it. I didn't see it, like, floating towards me. All of a sudden, my wife, Amanda, who's my groundsman for this work, she yells, hey, catch that balloon. I look <laughs> up, and there's a balloon, like, right in my face. And I catch a balloon That's from a so tree. cool. <laughs> it's just one in a million, man. Yeah. You're a goddamn hero. I'm a goddamn... And, yeah, <laughs> no. Nope. Did you pop it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pop it and throw it down at the kid. I pulled out the chainsaw. Just yeah. I'm working it. here. <laughs> yeah. Get that kid inside. <laughs> yeah. Those are work zone. Where's the heart at? <laughs> no, that's crazy, man. Yeah. You sent me that picture. Yeah. The I, I one in a million. I've never heard of that happening to anyone. People find some weird stuff in a tree, but I've never even been close. No. You know, it's not like I've been like, oh, I was only 10, 20 feet away from catching that balloon. You <laughs> like, know, like, like it was it was literally I didn't have to do a goddamn thing. It was in my hands yeah. by the time I looked up. Yeah. I've no, I've watched kids lose balloons from in the tree before <laughs> but i mean it never went right to me you yeah. know that that's meant to happen yeah it was maybe that kid's gonna grow up and be an arborist because of that moment probably <laughs> probably inspired some young arborist yeah how'd you get it back down to him tied it on and uh tied it on to my line and then amanda tied it onto a pole saw section and then reached it over, over the, the fence. fence that's cool and there was like a trampoline so like the parent stood on the trampoline and just grabbed the that's awesome you didn't tie it to a branch and then throw the branch at him (laughs) (laughs) headache (laughs) yeah no that's a good story man was Uh, the kid really stoked yeah yeah Yeah. no the kid was stoked oh can you imagine yeah i mean everybody's lost a balloon as a kid that's just one of those lessons you learn yeah Yeah. devastating that balloon is the coolest thing in the world to you (laughs) and then it it just leaves, you know. You don't understand why it, it just, just won't come. Going, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no. The, the biggest thing that was always devastating to me as a kid was at first I thought the balloon just floated off into space, which I thought was, you know, I was sad about it, but I thought it was kind of cool. That's kind of cool, yeah. But they don't. They like the change in pressure makes them pop up in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should imagine little Corey saying that, like, "Oh, it's going to space." <laughs> it's Your dad's like, "Well, son, <laughs> <laughs> it actually just explodes." Actually, you're an idiot. And this is <laughs> yeah, that's a cool story. Yeah, that's a good one. You, you pulled know. a bike out of a tree and you caught a balloon. And again, all downhill from here. Yeah, that's yeah, man. Trying to think of a time that I've I'm gonna go toss water balloons at him. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, catch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that story made me think of a, a time I inspired a kid, but it was nowhere near as cool. I was uh, doing this big uh, pine removal at the at, in the schoolyard that I used to play in when I was a little kid, and there's this big old pine tree that had a uh, the two tops and one of the top had split out at the split. So I had to top the rest of the tree because it was just split out so bad, but it was a massive pine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they were going to leave it. Cause you know, it, it, I had to bring it down to about half, but it was still probably 60, 70 feet tall. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, this sucks, but it's better than losing the whole tree yeah, kind right. of a thing. So I'm getting all geared up and there's this kid that's like hanging him and his mom are walking down the sidewalk right next to it. And he's just watching me put on the climbing gear and just fascinated, you know, and I look over at him and he's all, you know, looking all real impressed. And I'm all, so, uh, is this your school here? And he's all, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, you want to, you want to climb trees someday? And he's all like, wow, you can do that. I was like, yeah, I did that. And I was like, I went to this school. I used to play on this playground. And he just was like, 
whoa. And his mom just grabbed him and was like, come on, come on. We got to move. Got to keep going. Don't listen to the crazy man. Exactly. You're not climbing trees. I thought you were going to say, well, just quit going to school. Start climbing trees. Well, that's probably what was about to happen, and the mom knew it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Which is nowhere near as cool as catching a balloon and, you know. Little kids get stoked on seeing the trucks out, you know. Oh, like yeah. Big boom truck or whatever. And every time you drive by, like a little boy especially, still pointing the whole way. You yeah. Know? Oh, there was a, at, at work this week, we were working in front of this house and there was these three kids in the window. And the mom came out after we'd been working for like an hour in front of her house. And we're just like, you are making these kids week, <laughs> month. And they're like, they are so stoked to see a crew of workers working in the trees and we ended they had a uh, they had a unicorn in the, or a horse or like pony or something in their tree something like that and so it was screwed into the tree so we went up there and pulled it out but they uh technically were probably not supposed to leave stuff in trees but instead we took a piece of throw line and tied it up in there so, you know it's just a stuffed animal it's not going to fall out and hurt anybody and so the kids were all super stoked because they thought we were going to take their toy out of the tree, but we left it up there and yeah. tied it up for them. And, yeah. <laughs> and then it's hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Flipped over. We, we drove by the other day and we, yeah, <laughs> it, it might be hanging in the tree now. <laughs> but it's not hanging by the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Just the hose. But, you know, uh, at a certain point, it's on their parents to fix if they <laughs> want to keep the dream alive. We can't go after every stuffed animal hanging yeah. in a tree. But uh, the mom came out and was just like, these kids are so stoked. She's like, one one of the boys in there has Down syndrome, and I don't know if I've seen him. He has trouble connecting with people, and I don't know if I've seen him so happy and talking about something so much and so stoked on watching people work. That that was one of those moments where you're just like, oh man, this makes you feel good. Made it, yeah, it's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> that and because I quit school too early. <laughs> Only have a second grade education, <laughs> but I can climb the hell out of some trees. It'd be cool to get a kid like that who's super stoked, like have a rec climb event like set up and be like, you know ready to go. Like, Let's go get you up a tree. Oh <laughs> yeah, well that's one of the cool things about taking kids on rec climbs. Yeah is you're getting them out, especially school groups, because you're getting them, you know, they showed up at school, and now they're climbing a giant tree, yeah, and so it just cool. blows their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of blows your mind also, yeah. you know, <laughs> if you're doing it right. Yeah. Any cool climbing jobs this week? We did a couple, nothing nothing super cool. We did some locuses that we climbed. What What did we do when we weren't on Polk? Man, I'm just not remembering <laughs> what no, we were doing this week. It's been a long, long week. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I wasn't there Monday and Tuesday, so I don't know what you guys did Monday and Tuesday. That's right. But I showed up for Polk. And what were we doing Monday and Tuesday? We did Polk, and then we did those fur removals on Thursday. Yeah, no, we we didn't do anything that cool. Monday we did a bunch of street clearance, like on what felt like an on-ramp, you know, the one over by Oakway. Oh, yeah. We finished out that road. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Yeah, it was just... Oh, I just thought of something interesting from this week i rode my buddy charles's ronin up a tree the oh. electrical ascender oh nice it's cool it's like a weird feeling you just hit this button and you're zipping up that line it goes yeah. pretty good you Jeez. know it's pressure sensitive or whatever okay. so you can slow it down yeah but yeah it's not like, just no sh- not just, <laughs> just full speed <laughs> all but, or nothing all or nothing but yeah it's it's weird it just you know lifts you up and 
just, just cruise gone. right up the tree. Yeah. Huh. Man, I've never a, used one of those. Nice. And yeah. why I bring it up is Charles was the only one I knew who had one. Charles is the owner of Urban Arbor Care. <clears throat> and, you know, you see it on his Instagram all the time. He's cruising up trees with it. But now I'm seeing tons of people getting them. Like it might, you know, here it makes sense. We have really tall trees. And yeah. I wonder if it's going to, you know, replace rope walking. Probably not because it's an expensive piece of equipment. What What is it for the whole unit? Batteries and everything. I think it's like two. I've never looked like two thousand. Okay, but I've never looked. Not that not might be rope included. I don't. I'm not too sure. Gotcha. I, I can't imagine it will fully replace it, but it's it, definitely it'll have its place. Gaining yeah. traction. Yeah, for for big trees, I can see people starting to use it quite a bit. I yeah, can, I can but see, you, I, go ahead. You know better than me because you've used it. Would it work for like a sixty foot climb? Would you rather hook that on rope walk? Right, because I'm guessing then you have to put on a climbing system when you get to the top and disconnect it, right? Do You, you don't climb by reversing it. I mean, you probably no. can, but... So he he said he'll do, like, maybe a fur prune with it, because you can descend on it, too. Yeah. So he'll go up and, you know, something that's up and down. Yeah. And just use it. But what we did was, it was a giant, a scarlet oak, I think. Big oak, and we just, we set the main line. He went up, threw his system on, then I went up, threw my system on sent the ronin down and we were good to go hmm. and it's awesome getting to the top of the tree and not being gassed out at all yeah oh yeah you're yeah. just as fresh as can be you know yeah. you get up there you gotta take a minute and then start doing your thing yeah, yeah it's it's pretty cool I've, I've noticed that in in the past when i've uh, been on jobs where we were doing a bunch of big trees and so we'd rent a genie lift and the genie lift would just drop a bunch of climbers at the top of trees, and yeah. then you just go and clean them out real quick. Yeah, and it was the same kind of idea. You know, we had a big old like hundred and thirty foot genie lift, mm-hmm. and so you know you get pretty close to the top. You know, you might have to climb up a little bit, but it's the same idea. Like you get up there and you'd be like, "Holy smokes, I'm yeah, I'm fresh, I'm ready to go. ready to rock and roll." Yeah. yeah, I just saw two other companies who have worked with Charles, so they've seen it and you know maybe even used it or whatever. They've got them now. I yeah, kind of see it. You know, gaining some traction. Yeah. I've I've heard about a bunch of guys um, over on the East Coast. Uh, I think it's Georgia, the the company that my wife works for. They do a bunch of uh, commercial Christmas decorations and stuff. So there's folks over on the East Coast who have um, like dedicated like forests and parks where they'll set up all these Christmas decorations. And all the climbers over there who do that, they use Ronins. Nice. I I don't know what their setup is or why you know yeah. what exactly they're doing, but I could see like if you're climbing up sixty trees to set lights, I could I could see it. Yeah. being pretty handy. Yeah. Well, and, okay, so if you're looking down the road, technology is only going to make that smaller. Yeah. Right. You know, and so imagine if it's the yeah, size. It's a, it's a big box. Yeah, it's yeah, a big know. thing right now. But imagine if you have that same technology in something the size of an ID. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just shift up and bzzz up and then just gear sensitive, slowly pull down and it slowly lets you out and you walk down yeah. the rope. You print your pruning cut and you're on single line, but you don't have to try to pull yourself up. You just man and just walk right up yeah, the rope. Yeah. If it goes that way, it it will replace stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. Like my company name is Modern Arborist, and when I work with Charles, he's riding his Ronin up the tree using an electric top handle saw. <laughs> I'm rope walking with my gas powered saw. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, modern techniques, not equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm falling behind. <laughs> Doesn't take long, man. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever get a chance to ride one of those, it's really cool. That, it's pl- the future. I, I say ride on it because that's what it's like, you know. It, it's hundred. You're not doing it. You're on it. You yeah. know, it's the difference between a 
walking in a bike or something. I yeah. don't know. And I've talked to you guys in the past about the habitat jobs I was doing with Charles. Yeah. Where, where we were spiking up these big trees. You know? Yeah. First live limbs were 100 feet up on, you know, 50 DBH firs. I right. mean, it was hard work. So we got another one scheduled where we're going to set lines this time. And just running up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it might not be as efficient. No, I think it's going to be more. But we'll see. It'll I, be more. We'll see. I, I, yeah. I'm curious. I, I I almost I I'm I'm with Andrew on this. I guarantee it's going to be better. We won't be as tired and miserable. So that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, if you hit the shot, if you got your big shot or a bow and arrow, yeah, you hit that shot or throw ball. You know, however you get it, but you hit the shot, pull the rope in, and just run it up. That's going to be easier on the body, and I'll bet it'll be faster mm-hmm. than getting the spurs out. It's, yeah, doing that's that so whole taxing. Thing. Yeah. It. Uh, you might be able to do tree one, two, maybe three faster with spurs, and maybe even not that. But even if you do, when you're looking at trees four through six or whatever, yeah. I don't know how many you do in a day, but you're going to be just so much more consistent. Well, and he might actually get to trees four through six instead of yeah. one, two, or three. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the site. The first like patch of land we were at, the... The trees were still tall, like really tall. Like I said, you know, 150 foot plus. And uh, the first patch, they were smaller diameter. So we could spike them up, spike up pretty quick. It was still really exhausting. Right. The last one we did, you know, like a 50 plus DBH. And I think the first patch I did 10 a day, you know. Yeah. On average. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last one, it was like, I got four done today. Yeah. Four or five, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But with the Ronin, or, uh, yeah, I, with the Ronin, that's going to just be yeah. so much easier. That'll be fun to see. Yeah, and that, I mean, kind of we're heading down the direction of the future technology of tree work. Yeah. So to keep on going in that line, you were talking about how he's got the electric top handle. Yeah. That's the other big innovation going on these so days sweet. is the electric gear. I mean, I got, so I... I don't have the top handle yet, but I got the electric blower. I got the electric extension chainsaw, mm-hmm. and then I got the little steel, what's it called again? I know you got one too, Corey. Uh, GTA 126? Yeah, 126, which is the little two-and-a-half, three-inch blade. Oh, the little pistol. The little yeah. pistol chainsaw. thing, which yeah. looks cool, and it, it's great for Lacey when she's on the ground. You know, my wife does uh, a lot of the groundwork for us. And so I'll send these Bangalore downs down to her and, you know, she'll, she can, you know, manage it with the, with the rope wrench, but then as it's coming down with it's in tight spots, she'll just, you know, have the, the little one handed chainsaw and just like cut the tips of the branches off when they're getting caught on something or just process it as it's coming down. Oh, cool. So she doesn't have to try to manipulate this giant piece of wood. I mean, she loves that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, I got one for Amanda too, and she is. It's her favorite thing that she's <laughs> ever used yeah, in yeah. her life. Yeah, they're cool. Need to we need to get some holsters, like some uh, Yeah. Like some chest holsters. <laughs> <laughs> like a revolver, like those old detectives in the crime crime books. Oh yeah. The under under your uh watershed rain jacket, you got a little <laughs> secret in there. <laughs> I've I've brought it in the tree and climbed with it a couple times just to like bring fir branches off. It's not really ideal for that. It's it gets bogged down if it gets pinched too much. So, I've I've used it on a couple of fir tree or like dogwood prunes, yeah. and it it works really well for that. Yeah, small it, small cuts. Small cuts. That's the thing. If you're if you're doing you know if you're 
doing two inches plus, you're probably dogging a little too hard on that thing. Yeah. But it makes nice pruning cuts. It yeah. it made fine pruning cuts. I mean, yeah. it's nothing. Uh, I think the electric saws. Well, it, so the thing about it is, is because it'll it'll uh, it'll bind up faster. You know, so you're cutting and then stopping and cutting and stopping. So you get those little ledges as you find oh, your yeah, groove yeah. again, more than a saw that just cuts all the way through once. Yeah. You know, but the a lot of the electric saws I've seen, not that I've seen a ton of them, but the ones I've seen have that thinner chain. Yeah. And so they seem to make great cuts. They're so nice. Yeah. You could prune little suckers and it doesn't like rip and tear them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Cuts them pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been super stoked on the extension chainsaw. Yeah. Man, that thing is next level because yeah. the 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 gas saw it's got that linkage that runs up the center of it, and so you lose a lot of the torque and power, and it gets caught in you know the same way the smaller uh, the smaller handheld saw does it. You know it mm-hmm. it keeps on getting jammed, and you got to get it going. Man, the electric extension saw has none of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just rips right through like nobody's business. Yeah, I can't wait to. Get one of yeah, those. and I, I think that aids in making nicer pruning cuts too. Like I've used those with Charles again. Has yeah. that, has that. <laughs> he's all up to date. Um, and, and what is it feels lighter? Uh, just backing up. What is that piece of equipment that you're talking the pull saw? The what? Which one is it? Because uh, it's the it's the one made by Husqvarna, right? It's the Husqvarna one, and it the, it extends from. I can't remember the model number off the top of my head. You uh, want? So the 530 IR T5, and it's, uh, it extends from 10 to 15 feet, and I think it's got a 10 or a 12-inch bar. Oh. Does that sound right? That, that sounds about right. Because I think Maybe 10-inch bar. 10, 10 probably sounds right. I think that's what we run on the ones at work. Yeah, and it absolutely rips. A matter of fact, I before I got it, I bid a Sequoia canopy lift, mm-hmm. and you know, sequoia canopy lifts are a pain in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it was a big tree. So it's got the big sequoia branches and you cut one and the next one drops down and there are these big heavy things. And there's a hundred of them. Yeah. And <laughs> great client. Awesome dude. Right. But part of my problem is I'll start talking to people and we'll go over a lot of things and then I won't take as good a notes as I should for the work order. And this is eight months later I'm doing the job. Uh, probably six months later I'm doing the job. And on my notes it says, you know, like bottom couple whirls. Well, he wants it up to, you know, 15 or 8. Or no, he, want, he wants it up to 18 feet, What you know, and which is a lot more than a couple whirls. And I'm sure that in my mind I was like, oh, yeah, up to this high in a couple worlds. He was thinking he wants it up to a certain point on his house. Yeah. You know, so there was this total disconnect. He's a cool guy. I'm going to make it happen. No worries. But it was just one of those things like, that's a lot more than I was planning, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I had this new saw. So I was able to just back my truck up under it and just buzz through the tips and drop them right <laughs> nice. into the back of the truck. Yeah. Oh, it was, so pr- it was all over the driveway. So I, you know, just got up in the back of my truck. You know, I got a big flat bed, so I cut the tips out, and the ones that didn't land in the truck were right next to the truck. And then, you know, I climbed up there, and I could just lower these stubs out. Oh, that's great. You know, so, and if I didn't do that, it was big enough sequoia branches where I wasn't going to pull saw all those tips. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, that would have been a total pain in the butt. I was looking at, 
and there's a fence right up against the base of the tree, so you couldn't just drop stuff. Mm-hmm. I was looking at maybe zip lining stuff so that the tips would hit and the butt would swing away from the fence down the zip line. Right, right. Something like that. But then you got to, you know, it's just a, a processing these big branches. And it was that saw that just me, 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 me. And I, you know, where I thought I was going to lose money, I was making money all day on that job. Sweet. Yeah. Saw paid for itself on the first first outing. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Well, so the other thing, it wasn't the first outing, although it was the first, it might have been the first professional outing. But the other good thing it's for is hedges. Hmm. Being able, because it makes such a good cut. And it's so aggressive. It doesn't, like, chatter at all. It just grabs and cuts. Oh, man, yeah. You know, so I was doing uh, my hedge, which is, you know, a bunch of, you know, was a bunch of, like, two-inch, you know, give or take some uh, arbovitae cuts. And so I get up there, and I just use the chainsaw and cut it down to the height I want. And then I get that thing out. And so I just do it all at 10 feet and then extend it out another five feet and just make all the cuts from there. Nice. And it was just bombing chunks down. I mean, I was cruising through a lot faster than having to, hand, you know, pull saw or move the ladder yeah. two, three times as much. Huh. I mean, it was a game changer. Cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Thing. Yeah. They're nicer to use than the gas ones, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. And the gas ones, I mean, A, they're spitting gas fumes right in your face, and then you've got that. Um, that exhaust right there like oh I've, yeah I've, I've burned the shit out of myself i've burned a hole in my pants before yeah, <laughs> yeah. just rested it you're like oh yeah. why did i do that what the hell yeah yeah, yeah. and then it, it, like with every cut no matter how well you line it up it seems like they just chatter so much just because like that link all that linkage that you were talking about andrew it's just there's just so much between the power head and then the actual cutting it's yeah it's ridiculous yeah yep and sweet so sweet <laughs> so sweet yeah there there's the uh and so what I did with it is I got the bigger battery also. And so I don't know, power drain, that bigger battery, the hand blower will suck it down. Right. Those blowers use a lot of power. They do. It's not too bad. I mean, it, it doesn't push as good as a gas blower, but for 90% of the jobs we do, it works great. A lot of jobs we don't even bring the gas blower anymore. We just bring that thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, on the pole, uh, the extension chainsaw, that, that thing will last all day. When I was on the hedge, I was doing it for hours, and it didn't even take. Uh, uh, it has the four indicator lights. It didn't have even one light go out. Yeah, using it for hours. Nice. Yeah, I was really impressed. Yeah, no, those those battery saws. I'm I've, I'm on a waiting list for the top handle Husky, the 540 IXP, whatever that one is, the the newest top handle yeah. battery one. Yeah. I've been on a waiting list for three months now. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to get. I've run to get that it. one and the the steel top handle one, Wait and I think. The Husky just seems to have more to it, just more. It'll get through bigger stuff, and, yeah. you know, without binding up or whatever. That's but, uh, what I've the, heard. The steel ones that, that we had <coughs> at Urban Forestry, you know, you'd get through a bigger thing, and it would just kind of stop. Yeah. The Husky one just seems to handle bigger stuff yeah. easier, you know. That, that's why I got all the other Husky stuff, because I'm planning on getting one of those top handles. Yeah. Has anyone tried the Makita? Do you know anyone who's tried the Makita? No, I've just no, but Instagram. I'm really curious because it's like half price, yeah. and people are doing good, like serious shit with it. Yeah, I've, I've heard some less than stellar things about it, though. Just the the dual battery; it's really heavy, and it's a lot more unwieldy than like some of the other saws. I think it was half the price, though. Is it yeah, that much w- more? I know heavy, and I mean, I know. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know until I try it. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm really picky about my saws, though, so I want 
like the best saw that I can get. Yeah. If but for like a ground saw or for you know for a niche saw, I could definitely see it. But if I'm climbing with it on my saddle, I Yeah. I don't know. You'd think they know batteries. Like yeah, yeah. Been in the battery game a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think the batteries aren't the weak weak point. Weak point. I, th- I think the saw itself yeah. is the is the yeah. weaker point. So the 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 reason I went with Husky over the Makita, because I was thinking about that. I keep looking at it every time I go to Jerry's, the hardware store. Like, <laughs> I know. Shit. I mean, it's not that much. <laughs> it's, it's really not. And I, to be honest, I still might do it for how cheap it is, because it could be a good good ground saw for Lacey just to yeah. cut stuff up on the ground. But uh, all the other accessories that the Husky goes with, yeah, it you know it's hard to hard to argue with that. the The first one that got me thinking about this, what is it, the Evo or Ergo? Ego. Ego. Oh my God! The blower. So yeah, it has a blower, but then it has a lawnmower. It has a chainsaw, and it has a generator where you can click like eight batteries into it, yeah. huh. and it'll run your refrigerator for like three days or something. Like <laughs> so, that. Yeah. So I have I have the blower and the weed eater and the lawnmower, and I love them. I love them so much. Like the blower is incredible. I, I so my house was broken into and I got a bunch of shit stolen and they stole my original blower. So I got the newest one, which is the bigger, bigger model. And we've used it on a couple jobs. It's, it was a whole comedy of errors. I swear I picked up like six of those blowers and every single one, the first two, the battery had been stolen out of. So I had to return them. The next one, it worked. And then I got to my first job and I tried to work the trigger and it just wouldn't, it wasn't going. Oh, it well. didn't work at the job. Yeah. yeah. I was on with you. Yeah. 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 It, it had, I had literally Son tried to, Tried yeah. to make it work before that, and it was just fine. And got out to the job, and the switch just broke in between, <laughs> in between that time. But anyway, great machines, great blowers. I actually had the chance to use the chainsaw as well, and I might, you know, for a cheap chainsaw, that might be the route I go for. I've, like I've used the huh. chainsaw. So yeah. my neighbor Pete, you guys have met him. Yeah, uh-huh. Pete's an awesome neighbor. He he uh, sent me a text one day like me, and so he's the one that sh- I first saw the ego blower when we did the job at his house. Okay. And I was really impressed with that there. And so I've been talking about it and back and forth with him for a while. And he finally sends me a text. Hey, man, I pulled the trigger on the chainsaw. I've never used a chainsaw before. You want to come over and give me the once over on, you know, the do's and don'ts of a chainsaw. Nah, you're good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> First, make sure to crack the beer and have a good place to hold it with one hand while you one hand the chainsaw. No, um, So I go over there not knowing what to expect from like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh, this little plastic chainsaw. All right, let's see how it goes. I was pretty impressed for what it was. And then he ended up sending me videos. He's up at his place up the river, fell in these big trees. He's used a chainsaw for like two days and he's dropping like these eight inch trees up on his property. (laughs) And I was, I was nervous, you know, cause you see him approach this tree and start doing a face and you're just like, Oh, he's a smart guy though. Dude, it was textbook. Yeah. I was awesome. like, dude, you're hired. Nice. <laughs> you know, just bring your saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, there's a YouTube, uh, a YouTuber, uh, Project Farm. Have you guys seen any of his videos? He does a bunch of, he, he does really good comparisons with tools. So he'll just take every tool, like every chainsaw, for example, like every battery-powered chainsaw, and he'll just go put them through these, these torture tests. And he has really good metrics for them. And Ego, he like put the Ego up against uh, Steel's... Um, one of steel's gas powered and then one of steel's uh, battery powered and then one of husky's battery powered and the ego was actually i think it came out like in second or third place wow. I, even 
you know, saws that outpriced it by a considerable margin. Second place behind the Husky? No, I think it's the steel. <laughs> well, you know that was a load then. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I really do. Husky figured something out, and that's no, yeah. just like, yeah, no. yeah. So, and Husky's always had more balanced saws. Like, I yeah. like the balance of a Husky saw. And I've heard people say the other way, so I ain't trying to get into the Husky steel thing. You guys know me. I'm, I love them all. Yeah, but one thing I've always liked about the Huskies is up the top handles have felt more balanced in my hand. That could be because when I first started, we Huskies is what we used back in the day, right? Before the two hundred came out, right? And so maybe I just got used to it, and so because it's the first I got used to is what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, because I've, I've always felt the opposite, but I was raised on steel, so it's kind of yeah. I feel like it's just you kind of get used to you get used, used to, to what you like, but. Yeah, I, I would agree that Huskies are well-balanced saws. Yeah, yeah, no. And, again, steels are great saws also. I ain't trying to kick that can, you know. But it's, uh, w- yeah, I was really impressed with the Ego. Yeah. I almost pulled the trigger on an Ego. <laughs> but What's the price? Uh, I can't remember. It's not too bad, it's though. Not, it, it's maybe 300 Yeah, that's what I want to say, 300 And it comes with it the... It comes with the battery, and the Husky doesn't come with a battery, I don't no. think. Well... I think it comes with a uh, basic battery, maybe. Oh, okay. The Husky saw. I think it might be separate. Like, they'll give you the price point of okay, just the Okay, you know saw, what? Yeah. The blower can... came with uh, the basic battery, I think. But Gotcha. Um, I don't think it's very much. You can find them at Lowe's, and they have and anywhere from 12 to a 16-inch bar on them. <laughs> so I don't really need the mower. I got a good mower. Although, although the mowers are... The mowers are nice, and it would be kind of nice to have a electric one instead of a gas one. Oh, my God. Not but, Linda. man, I'm looking at getting rid of lawn. I'm going to be shortening my lawn over the years anyways, so, you know, why invest in yeah. new lawn care? My goal is to get my lawn small enough so I just have one of those old-school push ones <laughs> where you push it and it just spins the blades yeah, oh like man. Grandpa Brady used to much. have. Yeah, exactly. Much. That would be awesome. Yeah. So I, that that's my plan is to get down to that size. Yeah. Um, But it... Like, I want the extension pole saw, I want the blower, and I want them all to have the same batteries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's the big, that is where they get you. That's why I, yeah. like, you, you'd love to have, like, you know, say Makita makes the best X, and Ego makes the best Y, and Husqvarna makes the best this, but they all use fucking different batteries. Different batteries, yeah. And that's how they get you. They just, so <laughs> yeah. and I don't, man, I don't want to have a shelf with, like, 12 battery chargers exactly, on it, you exactly. know. I mean, I guess if it's the best, you use the best. But um, I really like the idea of having the generator. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I wonder I wonder how hard it would be to wire all these battery chargers together. <laughs> now, if, you, if you knew somebody with, uh, you know. I mean, you know, you'd have to have m- way more of an understanding than I do. There's YouTube. Yeah. yeah. There's the, there's <laughs> yeah. Some on there. It's Crack yeah. a beer. That's, yeah. that, that, that's how I learned how to climb. So. Yeah. yeah. Break open those batteries. This isn't going to kill me. Yeah, this could be a good random podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that Ego for the 14-inch saw, just the chainsaw, it's 200 Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But another 100 for the battery. So 300 all in. All right. Yeah, man, the, the industry's going electric. We got electric ascenders. We got electric chainsaws. We got electric hand saws when you're talking about that little still. That's pretty much what it is. Oh, and then the... Uh, electric ham pruners that Hornet or Doug was talking about. Yeah, on the other episode. Yeah, I haven't tried those yet, but I've seen videos of Doug and he's crushing it with those things. 
Yeah, I I heard. I mean, he just books out with orchard pruning, right? Yeah, like just does tons of fruit trees, so it makes sense for something like that. Yep. I think he bought them for the whole crew too. Cause, yeah, because he was feeling bad that he was using them, and his hand was feeling pretty good at the end of the day, you know, because it sucks just clipping fruit trees. All Meanwhile, Sepp is over there like, oh yeah, god. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm into it. Let's let's. You know, make shit more efficient. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm all about it. Yeah. I can't wait till they have like really good battery chainsaws. So it's like a big saw with that's yeah. Yeah. And you don't yeah, have yeah. the noise. You don't have the exhaust. You know, yeah. it's lighter. That's going to be, that's yeah. going to be sweet. Big old 660 with a battery on the back of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Got to get Elon Musk on that one. Yeah. The Tesla chainsaw series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still holding out for laser saws. That's, that's yep. my, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's what i'm holding out for yeah just take a break yep yeah, it's uh it's time for a beer break all right we're back <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> we uh got done with our beer break yeah. and we're uh ready for round two of this random episode what you got for us jamie well i was just talking about ordering some rings and Corey um said he would be willing to splice me you know anything i want like a sling for it maybe an ultra sling or something now was yeah. he saying he'd splice it for you or splice splice it, it yeah, for yeah. you? Splice <laughs> it I, said, I said splice i haven't <laughs> had enough beer to <laughs> splice it. okay okay but i was thinking you remember i showed you guys the ring sling thing from uh a Derek martin yeah. country boy pa on uh instagram yeah and i just saw him use it in a post yeah recently yeah i want to splice my own up and i was thinking you know ice the yeah. uh that friction hitch? I, ice tail? Yeah. That. yeah the Samson um, Dynamo? No, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking Seems about. Seems like you could use that and it'd be fairly easy to splice together, right? Yeah. yeah I, I was actually thinking about getting some of that stuff also. Dude, let's make some. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I, I saw one of his posts just recently about the, the ring sling thing where he was talking about when you're uh, – redirecting your piece over and do another branch. Oh yeah. Using the ring sling thing to just press it off yep. while you disconnect. Yeah. Boom. I've done that with just a pressic, but having yeah. that multi-tool that does all that stuff that he's tinkered with and figured out is so cool. Yeah. You know, one, one thing hanging on your saddle that does, uh, 10, 15 different things. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm cause you know, I got my little lanyard thing. Right. That I use. Yeah. Which is, it's great. It's similar thing. You know, I use it for redirects. I'll use it for a uh, zip line. I'll use it for pole saw lanyard. <laughs> I'll use it as an auxiliary lifeline. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't use it for direct life support because I re- use it for too many other things. Right. But if it, when I say redirect, it's not like a crazy, you know, redirect. But if I just need to do a little redirect real quick, I'll, I'll throw it on there. But I kind of like the idea of having one that's a rigging one and one that's a climbing one. Yeah. So you got your ring sling thing that, you know, you could use if you you need to, like, just hold a piece of gear for a second or something real quick, right? But 90% of what you use it for, you never stress it out. Yeah. And then have a thing that you use with your pole saw and, you know, so I'm, we should, we should put some time and energy into really designing out, uh, a couple different cool lanyard uh, kit pieces of kit for our harnesses. Yeah. 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 He has the ring sling thing. And I've also seen like you're talking about rigging. He's got um, a pinto pulley that's spliced onto uh, a loop. 
like a hitch loop or whatever, you know. Super easy to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I I think is it Eric that has one of those? Uh well Or Eric, Jeff does Jeff, now. Jeff but does now. Eric used to have it. Yeah. 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 I the pintos are great. Um, yeah. Like the the weight rating on them, I just don't like them because they. I like I prefer the um, the Rock Exotica. Uh, here, pull pull your mic down sorry. a little bit because it, it's like up here. There, how's that? Yeah, Is that that's much better. Okay. Um, I prefer the CM or uh, the Rock Exotica uh, Omni blocks because yeah. they, you can open up that sheave. The the um, the pinto pulleys are great, but you'd have to feed the rope through oh, every yeah. single time. So that's yeah, yeah. that's just my preference. I've been seeing the uh, Omni block with the swivel mm-hmm. uh, carabiner attached on it. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. I've been seeing that a lot, and it, it's expensive, but I'm yeah. kind of tempted. It's the Rock Exotica clip swivel. Uh, swivel. What's it called? Pulley. Oh, a swivel carabiner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen that with an Omni block built onto it. Hmm. I don't know. That seems uh, a little, little excessive. <laughs> a little excessive, but yeah. man, it just seems I awesome. I saw it used in like rope rope access stuff, like rescue setups. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see it I in something it. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. could see it like that, or like Mission Impossible when they're lowering you down to yeah. disarm the alarm system. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's definitely coming into play there. Yeah. <laughs> and and they just re- recently recently within the last i think two years released the the bigger one because my big complaint with the those uh omni blocks is that they only take half inch rope but they released one that's like a material handler so it's actually more like a rated block now it's like 350 bucks or something like that stupid but it's it's it'll take up to five eighths inch now i think and then it's it's rated for you know thousands of pounds big old omni block big old omni block interesting i haven't been able to justify buying that yet no Dude, working with Corey, he splices his rigging ropes, and you don't realize how nice that is until you do it, like yeah. use it. Man. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a game changer. He's living the high life over uh, there. Um, man. We're tying knots like idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn how to splice, Well, man. there's something to be said. I mean, obviously, you've been splicing for a while and yeah. used your stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Make sure you're good at it before you do it. There's, there's like, kits you can buy and get shit tested, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's certain sites, I think, New Green, uh, is this dude up in Canada, the one-armed arborist or one-armed arb. I can't remember what it is, but he does brake testing, mm-hmm. and he's a splicer too, dark art splicing. And you can buy uh, a pack of rope from him. He'll send you like 10 different samples of rope. You splice it, send it back to him, and he'll brake test it all for you. Ah. And then you get, you know, that data. That, hmm. Pretty cool. That's really cool. <laughs> and I know I'm a total nerd because – the the name dark art dark art splicing just sounded so cool to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's an awesome cool name. Gear. You know, yeah. there's like it says dark arts. There's like this wizard on it. He sells a hoodie with a like blue moon as the the drawstrings for the hood. Oh, oh. little little pieces of blue moon, I or never like yellow blaze. And that's the one arm one handed arborist or one armed. It's arb- one armed arb. I can't, I can't remember. I never on knew on I the gram. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I think I'm, his name's Martin. Never knew I wanted a piece of clothing more than <laughs> yeah. More it's than, pretty more than cool. That. that is the coolest fucking thing. Ever. Yeah, but yeah. So if you if you if you're comp- competent in splicing, you've had the brake tests on and everything. Like, why not throw it on a rigging rope? Putting a knot in your rope reduces its breaking strength. Yeah, yeah. And splicing, you can actually maintain depending on the splice and depending on the material. Blah blah blah. 
you can maintain up to from anywhere from 85 to 100 percent of the breaking strength of the rope yeah which is which is why i started doing it yeah because every knot you have it's, i think knots they like top out at about 75 to 80 percent wow. which if you're dealing with you know rigging that's kind of important yeah yeah i've seen i've seen a diagram of different knots and how much you know they affect the rope Mm -hmm. i feel like it's that hse rigging research it's like this 300 page pdf thing i think it's in there i'm not too sure i also saw um they they hooked up some knots to a thermal camera and then they showed where where that fric- those friction oh, points are, yeah. and so it would oh. like the, the parts where they were there was that friction would obviously heat up, and then that's where they would fail. It was really informative and really I I need to find that link and I need to um, send it to you guys because it was I saw it was like it was a visualize a vis- visualization of like three or four knots, but it was just like wow that's yeah. that's cool. Just makes me think of when you tie a <laughs> a fishing hook. Yeah, <laughs> you wet. You wet the line before you set the knot, you know, to get rid of because that friction will will weaken the knot, and you're going to be losing lures and stuff. So, before you tie on your carabiner to your rigging rope, really run it through your mouth. Really good. <laughs> get it nice and wet. Just <laughs> soak it down with a hose. <laughs> get a nice pre slobber going before you, before you run that rope through. Yeah, <laughs> but I've heard that if wet ropes are weaker than dry ropes. I've oh, heard. Yeah. I wonder if it's the because MythBusters was doing a thing about. Uh, do you remember what, what was that Jackie Chan movie uh, in the West, in the Wild oh, West? Uh, Wild West. Uh, no, no. Uh, Shanghai Shang Nights Shang, yeah. or oh, yeah. Shanghai Noon or whatever which one it was. Sh- Shanghai Noon. There was one where he was in jail and he pissed on a shirt and twisted, wrapped it around the bars and twisted it to bend the bars. And so I think MythBusters maybe. Why did he piss on it? Because. Like the the idea is that somehow that made it stronger. Wet wet rope. I think his line was wet rope never breaks or wet. Okay. Yeah. Wet, I was gonna say wet, how wet did whatever. he explain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's movie magic. Movie magic. Yeah. I think <laughs> MythBusters may have tested that and shown that that was a myth. I wonder if it's a more complex material than fishing line because fishing line is not porous and it's just you know. Or maybe it's <laughs> urine that they tested <laughs> it with because <laughs> urine is acidic and. Yeah, yeah. It's bad for ropes, so maybe, maybe it's just don't pee on your ropes. Maybe don't pee. <laughs> don't, Cause, cause before like, you tie your knot, don't <laughs> pee on the rope. <laughs> but did it say that it makes it weaker to be wet, or is it just like it doesn't really make a difference? I thought it was weaker, mm-hmm. but I'm about to... Tof- Teufelberger just put out a thing I saw on their Instagram. They were no they better were, than me. They were <laughs> they were break testing a dirty ropes. And oh, yeah. So oh, once dirt gets into your rope. That's bad news. I just had mine in the mud today. Yeah. It's no, upsetting. Yeah, you got to wash your ropes. Yeah, yeah. Wash them ropes. Because I, I think do they that all did the time. Dirty ropes and then ropes that were dirty and then they were dried off. You know, go to yeah. their Instagram page and it was like, yeah, it's kind of a cool study. Nice. Yeah, that that's, that's fascinating information. Yeah, I like just saw that. And I know, you know, keep your ropes clean, you know. Yeah. And then today it gets in the mud it's like so upsetting (laughs) i absolutely love it when you get a company that's doing the the scientific experiment yeah you know testing out what works on these you know we all know you know a dirty rope is not going to be a good thing yeah you know that's one of those things that's taught to you right away but i love to see the results from a company testing their own equipment that way how do you guys wash your ropes um you know in the past i've daisy chained them and then 
just wash them without detergent or anything. You just know, in the bathtub or something. Yeah, you can do it in the bathtub. You can do it in a washing machine also if you have it on cold and yeah, and you know, if, real gentle. If you've never used any kind of bleach product in that washing machine, which yeah, is that's why true. I've, I've never thrown yeah, my yeah, I've never done that either. Machine. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't do it at a laundromat because you don't know what the fuck. <laughs> the fuck's been <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, I think we had a a washing machine at this berry shop. I could be, yeah. I can't remember if we use if we got an old one and just rinsed the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then we, I think we'd wash ropes and stuff in it. I know we washed gloves and stuff in it for a while. That'd be a pretty sweet setup to have a dedicated rope washing machine. Yeah, <laughs> we just got <laughs> talk about living the high life. Yeah. Well, it, it's you know we found like one that someone was getting rid, of, just giving away. You know, just yeah. like hey, I can't sell it, and we we're like, well, let's just put a bunch of water through it, put it in the shop, and. Yeah, clean ropes. I just put it in the bathtub, but that's a messy endeavor. Yeah, that's yeah, messy. Yeah. The other thing is they have those things you can screw the hose into and just slowly run it over your rope. Yeah, I, I've got that. It works really well. Yeah, it does. We we had one at Spare, and those are those are really nice. Yeah, those are definitely I because I, I used to do the bathtub me- method too, and now just yeah, yeah. C- coming from or or Southern Oregon where it's pretty dry, Ashland, you know. Ropes they didn't get that dirty, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely there's sand and you know, fine bark particles and all that shit gets in yeah. there. But up here, it's like, man, I can't keep my gear clean. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Everything is wet, slippery, dirty. Yeah. Even it's a, every week I'm pulling stuff out and kind of, you know. Well, think about like a wet oak tree, how much just dirt gets on your clothes oh, and gosh. gear. I mean, that's, yeah. that's your ropes it's running insane. through that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So gear maintenance, I mean, obviously it's very important, but it's, there's so much more in different cli- climates. Oh, obviously checking it every day, but yeah. But washing the rope is one of those things. It's really not that hard to do. No, and no. it's the kind of thing you can do after work at the shop, just having a beer with your buddies, daisy chain your rope. You know, you can, you could just buy a, a big Tupperware tub uh-huh. and you could just put it in there and put start your rope in there. And, on it. Yeah. Start peeing <laughs> in it, <laughs> drinking rope. beers and peeing on ropes. <laughs> You know. That's a good clean. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did Jackie Chan say? Uh, what? Wet rope doesn't break. <laughs> or, or t- Start peeing on your rope. <laughs> yeah. Look your body in the eye. <laughs> yeah, wet rope wet doesn't rope break. Doesn't <laughs> Jackie t- Jackie Chan taught me. <laughs> uh, Toyful burger. That could be your next break test. Yeah. yeah. Does, how, how does pee? Okay. <laughs> break the strength of rope. Yeah, heck, that could be their new slogan. <laughs> Wet rope don't break. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it might be fully re- in factual, but, you know. <laughs> you shouldn't let facts get in the way of things. What's your favorite piece of kit right now? Yeah. What yeah. comes to your head right away? Favorite piece of kit? Like climbing kit or rigging? Uh, First thing uh, that pops to your head. Favorite, you know, the what I've been having a lot of fun with is just the rigging ring. Okay. That I got, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's kind of full circle in this conversation. This is how it started, but just that basic tree stuff rigging ring with the what is it's it? like the notch uh, thimble, Ult- ultra sling, ultra sling. Yep, yeah. it has all the different loops, so you can fit. Man, that's great. Mm-hmm. That is ultra sling is money, man. Yeah, with the with the just single rigging ring, mm-hmm. like ninety percent of the rigging you do. Just on, you know, when you're not doing big removals yeah, or even really when you're doing big removals, yeah. you know, or if you're just doing a redirect, whatever, you know, boom, I've, I've been, money. I, I love those. I have the same 
exact thing. Um, I've been hearing that um, with the single ring, it's actually not good to use that as a primary uh, rigging point. I don't because of the bend radius or the, something. The bend radius and then the amount of friction it'll actually burn through the if if you leave enough through in there, it'll burn through the um, the sling that it's attached to. It's just what I've some of what I've been reading, but it seems like I don't know. I've seen a lot of people use them in that configuration, so hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about doing a double eye one because you you can you can make so they make the um the beast ones where it's 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 a two rings two rings and it's just a like it looks like an eye and eye prusik just with rings on the end of it and yeah it's a, it's a rigging setup or there's the um I think it's called the beast maybe it's called the beast one where it has the two two eyes at the end of an ultra sling yeah and, yeah and that's what I that's one of the next things that I want and you got one of those right Jamie yeah I got the big Big double B strings, yeah. like my primary rigging point on bigger stuff, and then I'll run around with my smaller slings as redirects, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to build my rigging system. So that's interesting. So I always thought of the B string being nice to have too, because you're kind of twice the strength. But it's not just twice the strength; it's actually twice uh, half the bend or not half the bend radius, but it's spreading out the bend yeah, radius. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's m- maybe the more important thing for all that extra weight because the one ring is not going to be a big deal for just for little branches no No. but as soon as you get enough to put weight on there yeah but i've i mean i've used that single ring to rig tops out and do entire trees with just a ring before well it's good but it doesn't mean it's not yeah it's it's hard on the rope yeah yeah might not be the best thing yeah right but yeah i've seen you don't need the big b strings to have Mm -hmm. the double ring thing like you're talking about i've seen smaller ones actually just used one on a fur recently ultra sling with two it's the same as that notch thimble number two the thing that we we, we both have and use yeah you know? it's the same size ring as that and there's two of them on an ultra sling it's really sweet yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah i just ordered a few more of those for bigger removals i'm going to st- start doing when it makes sense the fishing pole set up to my primary rigging point hell yeah i'm really thinking about when i do stuff watching the pulleys and seeing where those vector forces are mm-hmm or pulleys, blocks, rigging points, or whatever, and really trying to get sh- uh, the forces in the stems. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and doing that by, you know, putting a little block here on your way up the stem and, yeah, just allow you to, to go bigger or just feel better about it all. You don't necessarily have to be going big, but, I yeah. just I just rewatched um, Tree Stuff's, I think it was at 2019, one of their expos, and they interviewed uh, Craig Bachman, and he did a little, little, um, thing on it and he was talking about those rigging forces and how like you broke down the actual numbers of what it was when you put it into compression versus if you just rig it off the tip and it's like it's astronomical yeah changes craig is such a smart dude i i if you're if you're looking to learn about rigging or tree climbing look up his webinars or any of his stuff man that guy's that's guy's great seen it was going around recently the a little animation of the fishing pole technique i mean it totally makes sense i've always like never like 100% grasp why that's better mm-hmm. but yeah. they showed a fishing pole with no eyes on it you know yeah. a fishing pole has all those different eyes right and if if a big fish gets on that where it's just from the reel to that end tip it's going to snap yeah but all those eyelets it know, holds it all together oh man you could bend that thing all the way yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the same one it, it was a while ago that I saw one uh and I don't think it was an animation. I think it was actually with a fishing pole where they just rigged a fishing pole from one to one and broke it. Cool. And then, you know, with different weights. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a fun one for us to do. Yeah, it would. Yeah. 
you know, we should make our own video like that. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to figure it out yeah. than yeah. do it? Yeah, I, I love that technique. I rem- the last time I used it was in a really sketchy birch. We were we had a boom truck on it, and this birch had this overextended limb on it, and it was uh, uh, dying from bronze birch borer. And I used that fishing pole technique all along the that, that one overextended limb, and it worked like a charm. I, I think nice. if it hadn't been for that technique, you know, if I would have just tried rigging out the top in a typical, like, put a block at the end of it and then just try to rig it out, I think it would have just snapped in the nice. face. I'm going to yeah. keep talking about Instagram arborists. Have you, you guys follow Zigzag Man? I think it's Zigzag Man, ZR. I, I've seen some of his stuff. I yeah. can't remember his name. I got to get these guys' real names. <laughs> <laughs> but he's one who uses the fish and pull technique a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, he rigs big. Yeah. But it doesn't seem cowboy at all. Like he's he's controlled. He knows what the hell he's doing. But he'll rig like whole leads. Like yeah. it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, if you if you can rig it so that it's on compression, I it, mean, it, yeah. If you got the knowledge and training and yeah, the right rigging setup, you can go big. But I yeah, I'm mostly doing it just to feel better about things and yeah. go big when you need to and and having that in the in your toolbox just to say like, hey, you know you might come into a situation where there's no other option but doing it yeah. that way. Yeah, so my ring kit now will be the double B strings, and then uh, I'll have four of those notch thimble two things. Okay. I should be able to set up some pretty cool stuff with that. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Except for lifting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, what's, your, what's your favorite piece of kit? But I'm going to change it up a little bit and say what's your favorite mechanical ascender? A mechanical or, uh, mechanical climbing device. So oh. ascender, descender. Yeah, right now it's the zigzag. The zigzag plus, I guess, is what I got. And I got the one without the swivel. So they make ones with this bottom attachment point as a swivel. And yeah. I actually, I think that's what you have as your kit at the city. I think Corey's got it now. I got it now. Yeah. And I remember climbing on it after not climbing on a zigzag in a long time. Just climbing a hitch climber and a the swivel it actually i would go like reach back to to work the the zigzag without really looking at my rope where it's at you know you just reach back and work your prusik or whatever yeah and it would be like turned a weird way mm-hmm. yeah. so i decided i really didn't want the swivel and i'm actually really happy that it didn't because it's always right where i want it for, for, it's um, what you know yeah um but my favorite thing about it for a mechanical device is that it's like in my opinion, the best moving rope one out there. Yeah. You know, I haven't used the ART Spider Jack, which I think is probably the next contender. But this is, like, phenomenal phenomenal for moving rope. Works, you know, just like a Prusik. It's very intuitive. And you can slap this chicane on there, and you're, you're, um, you can do SRT. Yeah. So, you know... Around here, we got lots of conifers, say a mid-sized conifer where you're just going to spike up and get to it. You have that on in a moving rope thing, so you're just kind of double lanyarding up the tree, yeah, getting to where you want to go. Then when it comes spar time, you just slap the chicane on there, and you're in a choking system, ready to go. That's pretty – so what do you like compared to the uh, the rope runner? I like the moving rope. Well, I, yeah. Well, do you ever do a uh, moving rope system with a rope runner? Yeah, and it's just not as clean. You don't like it? I love moving uh, rope on the rope runner. Yeah. Well, like, this is, like, made for moving rope, right? So yeah. there's the, the attachment points just like your hitch climber pulley. Yeah. Versus the rope runner, you're going back to your bridge. You got that rope right next to the, the 
or they call it the beak or the bird okay. yeah. flap of the rope runner. It's just not as clean. Yeah. It works. I did it. I never really thought of it until I saw you doing it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And it works. It works just fine. Yeah. It's just cleaner to me. It's just more what you're used to also. <laughs> yeah. I've, but it's not midline, which okay, yeah, can, that, can be annoying. It's not a deal breaker for me at all. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking stuff off in the tree all the time. Right. But setting ropes, it can kind of be annoying. Like, all right, I got to slack this out and set this up. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know. But, I, yeah, I love it. I'm going to keep buying them. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that the Rope Runner Pro that I got, you know, and I that's th- that's funny because the what I like about it is it's so quick and easy to go. You just flip the rope over and you're on double rope, you you know you anchor it, you're on single rope. Yeah, you that's know it's just that 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 thing. But it is true that that uh, calling it the beat can get caught on something. Yeah, and release it. But I don't know. I've just I guess I've gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but another it, cool thing is the Rope Runner. Every piece is replaceable. The zigzag, when it's worn out, it's just retired. Yeah. yeah. Piece of kit. That's that is, Corey's deal breaker. That is, that is my deal breaker. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. the man is trying to get yeah, you yeah. down. No, <laughs> it's just, it sucks. But I think about it, and I was buying hitches. Yeah. And you buy 10 hitches. Would you say that's a year of hitches? I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. Well, a hitch is good for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's still running on a hitch from 1999. Yeah, it's you a know. great one. <laughs> that's over 300 bucks, and that's what this thing costs. Yeah, so. you, no. you just wash and your you hitches, and they're good. Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to get more than a year out of scrub this it, thing. Scrub it with a wire brush to get all that glaze stuff off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that. economically, I think the, the uh, mechanical friction yeah. hitches are... Should I had one that wore out pretty fast, but I was climbing on a pulley all the time, which I think is going to wear it out a little faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now I'll just climb on a friction saver if I'm doing moving rope. It's a little less. It spreads it out. Yeah, the pulley, the pulley is less friction at the tying point, so your device is dealing with more friction, right? Yeah. yeah. Versus yep. just a friction saver, it's not as efficient as a pulley, so it's going to absorb a little bit of that. Yep, that makes sense. Totally. I do like that the rope runner, there's not a piece you need to attach. You can just go moving rope to single rope without throwing something on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's got its downsides, but I... Well, every I piece know. of gear has its upsides and I'm, downsides. I'm loving it. And yeah. it, it's funny how you go back and forth between liking it. I, I have to admit, uh, I did a big leaf maple last weekend. It was a big, big leaf maple... Really spread out. I probably used the captain hook three times in that tree oh. on three separate parts of the tree. Hell yeah. Big old sections. You know, I, I almost, it was like as far as I could throw it, I'd hook it and pull myself over. It was a blast. But uh, I was having so much fun using the fu- uh, the fusion. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. And, you know, like, I after all the climbing on it, I was kind of like, oh, you know, this is, you know, it, it's a great piece of kit. Uh but I'm gonna go back to my rope runner as soon as I'm done trying this thing out because I, you know, this is my the rope runner is the new hotness, and I will a lot because I like how easy it goes from double to single, yeah, or to stationary to moving rope or however you you know it's said, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, for for situations where you're just you know you're gonna be on single rope the whole time, I like the feeling of the pressic, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. There's just something about a pressic you can't beat. It just it it doesn't have that jumpiness that all of the uh, uh, the zigzag excluded. Yeah. The zigzag is the only mechanical. It well, is, the zigzag it is, has a little bit of that too. It, it, I think. A little bit, but it's. I feel like. Have you been climbing on it, Corey? Uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah, just I noticed. Double rope. It's jumpy when you just 
try to work just the top of uh of the zigzag you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. first yeah. link if you're just tried descending just like that you'll jump yep right. but i learned you just grab that whole thing and it's yeah. it's nice and smooth gotcha and the uh, the other thing i'll do sometimes is kind of have a hand on the rope above so you kind of minimize the jump by adding some friction with your other glove. Yeah. And right. then once you're moving, you're moving. Right, right. But uh, there's something about, I just like the feeling of the pressing. Yeah. You know, and so uh, climbing on that fusion, it brought me back to like, oh, this is why I like climbing on pressics. On pressics, yeah. No, I, I don't think I'll ever, I've been using a lot of the, the mechanical the mechanical uh, friction hitches. And I, I don't know, that jumpiness, it's just, yeah, I, I haven't quite adapted to it yet. Yeah, and I just like Presic is always comfortable to me. So m- for my for my um, favorite mechanical like hybrid um, device is the Hitchhiker Two, and it's part so the 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 what would be the um, rope wrench portion of it, the part that adds or takes away from the friction on the hitch is below, mm-hmm. and then that's what you clip into, and then you've got your hitch above it, right? And it'll easily switch over into um, moving rope or single rope. Oh you yeah, you goes either have, way. Yeah, it goes either way. You don't have to change anything about that. Um, and it's, uh, I like it for spar pole work. It's my default removal um, setup because you can get like super close mm-hmm. uh, if you have it in a choker configuration. You get right up next to your cu- the cut you're making, and there's maybe three inches away from you and your your tie-in point. Yeah, it's it's really slick. Yeah. Is that what you'd say is your favorite piece of kit right now? Like, what comes to mind? Uh, well, obviously the caption. <laughs> but <laughs> Andrew already talked about that. Uh, for real, the my new favorite uh, piece of kit is the um, the Hydra. It's a three headed pulley from Rock Exotica. Um, it's it. I mean, it's a, a closed um, closed pulley. And so for I've had this struggle for my entire climbing career of um, your your rope angle or your uh, bend radius on your um, oh, it's a bridge attachment. It's a bridge attachment. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm using it for. It, oh, you can use it for a okay. bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah. So it's a pulley with the three attachments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've that, wondered about those. Yeah, so it's my it's my bridge attachment. It's got the swivel on it, which I know you, you're not a huge fan of the swivel, but I'm, you know, I, my whole whole career I had climbed just on rings or just on a single attachment yeah. point without a swivel on it. Mm-hmm. And I've made that switch over, and I, I definitely hear what you're saying, but the ability, like I, I had found myself so many times in a position where, I had twisted myself around the rope mm-hmm. and my rope was all like twisted up. And I, if I could just, you know, untwist it, it would be you know great. But with this, it makes it easier to untwist it because you can just sit there, uh, give yourself a little bit of slack and then kind of untwist nice. your, yeah. your system, which is great if you're doing like multiple tie-in points or doing anything like that. It gives you another attachment point. And um, yeah, it just, it just gives you, the, gives me that peace of mind because again, on a single ring, you have a pretty high bend radius on that, yeah. on, on your bridge and uh yeah just that never really sat well with me i've I've always added at least two rings onto my bridge mm-hmm. but even that would start wearing it then i would just start wearing through the bridges faster because there was that point where it was kind of like pinching and then it was biting through the bridge so that's my my new favorite piece of kit right nice. now nice yeah yeah yeah, I'm not anti swivel. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Well, I have, like, what are you accusing me of? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Jamie hates swivels. Yeah. Well, right. I got the ART positioner yeah. as my and I have that on a swivel and I, I couldn't imagine doing that any other way. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I like having a swivel on the bridge also. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's something I've always liked. I've only used a ring. I remember playing with that idea a while back of getting the 
three attachment like pulley thing. Oh, I man. never did. You sh- you should definitely do. Yeah, that. it's I should try it. It's a game changer. I, I love it. I used to have the Rock Exotica swivel. So it was just the the ring on ring swivel. Oh yeah. And so I just put one ring on the bridge and had the other ring swivel in, and so I'd just clip into that thing and. You get more life out of your bridge having a pulley. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I was wearing through because I used two rings and I was wearing through them. I, I used subpar rings and that you know that was a mistake. But um, yeah, I was wearing through bridges probably once every three or four months. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna. I might uh, play around with that. Getting that. Uh, I like the idea of having the pulley on the bridge. Yeah. And. Yeah, I uh and uh if you're doing uh double rope like like when you have your um rope runner pro um it would be nice because it would give you that other attachment point right on your bridge so you can clip into that for moving rope. Yeah. I mean, obviously with the the um the zigzag it doesn't really matter, but Yeah. But if you have two different systems, that's yep, a spot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I started using two different systems for like awkward trees and just that's when I started thinking, oh, man, I should really get an mm-hmm. at- a bridge attachment that has three different points just to clean stuff up. Yep. Yeah. Because once you just start clipping shit all over your bridge, it can get yeah, messy. You, yeah. you got six carabiners <laughs> to your bridge. Yeah. 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 And when you're using the captain's hook for, you know, captain hooking, you can just clip that into the one of the three holes yeah. on it. So that's true. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. yeah. Another favorite piece of kit is my Monkey Beaver tree motion suspenders. Nice. I've turned a couple people on to them, and yeah, they're so stoked they bought them. The, the cool thing about it, I started climbing. I used to be pretty minimalist and not climb a lot of stuff, but I just started packing gear onto my saddle. He, he, yeah. looked, he looked at my saddle. Yeah, I saw Corey had all this stuff. I'm like, he's so cool. I got to have all this <laughs> stuff, yeah. too. But, yeah, I started climbing a lot more stuff, and it just weighs you down or, like, having a big saw and a removal, you know, Saddle starts sliding down your hip on one side. It's kind of uncomfortable. So I started playing around with the suspenders. I think I, like, had some makeshift one at, um, out of a Petzl Sequoia one that I, like, rigged up to my tree motion <laughs> harness, you know. And it's just rigid, doesn't move with you. You fight it. And then I got these uh, monkey beaver ones. And the where it attaches to your harness, there's elastic points there. So you you hardly even feel it's on you super nice and padded it's got a srt uh um tether you know yeah for for advancing your system built into it um i couldn't imagine climbing without it now and turned a few people onto it and they you know they've echoed those feelings i might have to look into it Yeah. yeah so sweet you hardly notice it's on but you do notice when you yeah, if yeah. you were to take it off, you'd be like, "Damn!" You notice <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I look at because I've been. I, I don't use the monkey beaver one. I've got. Uh, I DIY'd my own. It's like a trango. It's a big rock wall chest harness, and it has like just a bunch of slings on it for. I guess it's for rock climbing, big rock wall climbing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about rock climbing, so I yeah. don't know what its exact use is. But then I just attached it to my saddle with um, uh, quick links, and then. Uh, uh, some webbing just mm-hmm. in the back and man it is just a huge game changer your back just yeah my back feels so much better now. yeah nice. and now imagine a little bit of give on all those points so yeah you hardly feel yeah. it's on you yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's gonna that's be version nice. 2.0 I'll, yeah i'll have to, to rig something up have yeah. to spray something together spray something together. and when you're clipping your chest tether into srt 
um, having that all dispersed, which I'm sure you feel with, oh, yeah. with your thing. Yeah. But I used to just have like a hitch around my neck with a little carabiner on it. And you're just like yanking your hitch <laughs> up yeah. your rope. Like, oh, this sucks. And, uh, and it's, I mean, if you ever went upside down with one of those things around your neck, it's yeah. just, yeah. It's a little silly. Yeah. I think they make like magnetic ones that will right. like release or whatever. But yeah. then, then you're fighting with a magnet that yeah. might randomly, yeah, just... Yeah, it's not, not as cool though. You got to live a little dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like dangerous. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just those things. Like I, I can't climb without them now. I just yeah. thought I'd give it a mention. Made here in Oregon at New yeah. Tribe. Yeah, no, yeah. it's. Uh, I'll have to try one. Try it out. For whatever reason, I've been resistant of getting the dude. Next time we climb, you can throw it on. Yeah, I would. I would like that. I, you know, it, I don't know why I've been resistant to it. I think it's kind of what you're saying, doing the minimalist thing. Yeah. But more and more, I collect gear on my harness because if you don't have it on you, you're not going to use it. Nope. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's because uh, so much of the gear is just a quick in the moment. Use it, then you're done, and it made it easier. But if you have to be like, hey, go to the truck, grab my thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just not going to happen. You're going to find a way to make it work without it. It's not going to be as a muscle your way around. The tree exactly. Than, exactly. You, know. you got to have it on you. So, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, I think it's about time to wrap up this episode. It's kind of our first attempt at a random episode, but yeah. I'm pretty stoked. It's been fun not having an outline to follow and just kind of go wherever the conversation takes us. We'll have to yeah. do this again for sure. Yeah. We got to stop ourselves or we'll just keep finding stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a uh, it's a vicious cycle. When we <laughs> start going back on our favorite pieces of gear, you know, back and forth. Um, I guess with that, stay safe and watch your top knot. <laughs> <laughs>